0: Hello everyone, we are back again with another episode of Sense and Sensibility. Um, I think you guys are really gonna like it. I hope you guys will really, really like it. It's a fun one, Um, and we are joined again by my cousin Allison. So just some quick fun updates, housekeeping things, all that good stuff. Um, We do have the merch store live now. It's over on Threadless.com. If you go to BarelyBookage.com slash merch, It'll redirect you over there so that you can um, order any fun merch. We got the Logo merch, we got the Poor Cthulhu merch, we got all that good stuff. We also have uh, episodes monthly going out on Patreon. So the first Friday of the month, we will have a Patreon exclusive. It's it's going to change every month. We did have our last one um, this past Friday, or our first one, sorry, this past Friday. So it was 1995 versus 2005 Pride and Prejudice with the wonderful Amanda Faye. It's really good. I think you guys will love it. So if you want to check that out and see all my other fun links and projects, go to barelybookish.com connect um, to get the Patreon exclusive as- episode. It's under the $10 month tier, um, and that goes to helping support the show, um, helping run it and like all the costs that go associated with the show so if you want a little extra content um check us out on patreon it's great it really helps um also we stream on twitch which i know i mention a lot but i'd love if you guys come and hang out um because that way i can kind of chat with you guys a little bit more because you know this is just me talking into my microphone and i don't get to see you guys a lot so um i'd love that if you wouldn't if you want to but yeah, I'll get. we can get into the episode. This is spoiler-inclusive, so if you haven't re- uh, listened to the first episode on Sense and Sensibility, please listen to that first, and then come back and listen to this one. Okay, I'll let you guys get into the episode. chapter seven the middletons constantly have people visiting and their house is only like half a mile from the cottage which you had commented on earlier Mm -hmm. this is so i'm also reading little women at the exact same time and the weirdest thing to me in little women that is very much the same feeling in this is little women they are like kind of poor so they also live in a small house next directly next to a giant Caught, or like a giant mansion to the point where the only thing that separates them is like a gate like they're literal next door neighbors and they constantly walk from one house to another and she peered over her gate and could see the boy inside the mansion and he sometimes <laughs> would like watch them eat dinner inside their house so it's like they're very close so it felt like the exact same experience in this
1: <laughs> i know nothing about little women and i'm very ashamed to say that i've never seen the movies i've never read the books i know nothing about it
0: i haven't watched the movie yet but i'm almost done with the book right now so but that's what i was gonna let me know yeah i'll let you know we can watch the movie at the same time
1: okay perfect um Um, john is john middleton yeah is the textbook definition of extroverted oh yeah my man's needs company at all times
0: yeah, they said their house was, like, straight up packed all the time. And, like, when they – the girls went over there for the first time and he only had two guests or – yeah, two guests at his house. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And all the girls are like, oh, thank goodness there's not that many people here. Yeah,
1: they're like, thank
0: God. <laughs> and he's like, "Uh," And he had gone. They literally make a note about how he went to every single one of his neighbors and everyone was busy.
1: <laughs> well, and it was – he says this – um he says everyone was busy because of the moonlight. And that's because most people did their outings when it was a full moon because there was no electricity. Yeah. So it was better lit. Oh, so everyone's sense. preoccupied because they <laughs> everyone makes plans on the full moon. It's, <laughs> I think that's so, so funny.
0: funny. I love that. I'm now imagining that like werewolves had just a great time on
1: I know, I was just thinking that too. It sounds kind of like that.
0: In the eighteen hundreds um yeah. so mr middleton really wants to set up the girls with men <laughs>
1: no mr middleton correction mr middleton and and the, I, we haven't met and the, lady middleton's mom <laughs> mrs, <laughs> mrs. jennings uh, yeah. mrs jennings i almost said jenkins mrs jennings yeah is like the she's so obnoxious but she is my favorite character in movie. really she's because she's like the biggest gossip and like in the movie she'll like run through a doorway and be like oh my god like (laughs) oh my goodness like you'll never guess what i heard like everything it's just (laughs) her prying but the thing is she makes a lot of astute observations she's kind of with it as annoying as she is like i think that makes her more irritating because she's actually right a lot of
0: yeah yeah i could see that um she's a
1: freaking gossip and they love people
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. This is where I get uh, introduced to Mrs. Jennings. And like my note is uh, Mrs. Jennings, who is Lady Middleton's mother, is not super great and she's a bit vulgar. So the girls don't really like her.
1: (laughs) She's so annoying. I don't know why I find her endearing. I might be in the minority.
0: I don't know. I haven't like decided how I feel about her yet. I feel like it's still too t- soon to tell like I would personally find her annoying just because I don't like my private life to be pried into too much so like mm-hmm. I would find her annoying as a person if I had to speak to her but like as a character I sometimes think she's a bit funny
1: yeah oh yeah
0: She's so funny. Mary Ann ended up singing for everyone that night and I guess she's really good And then all the guests are being a bit rude. Lady Middleton would ask her to play a song that she had just finished. And then Sir John was super loud, but then the colonel was nice and attentive. And then this is, then we get to chapter eight. And my note is, oh, Lord, Mrs. Jennings has decided that the colonel Brandon, who is 35, is in love with Marianne, who is 17.
1: AKA Alan Rickman. (laughs)
0: I just want to see... I've never seen Alan Rickman be a romantic interest in a movie, so this will be interesting.
1: Well, he's kind of not an interest at this point. Marianne is like, ew, gross. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But Eleanor is later like, hey, you know.
1: In my notes, I have Colonel Brandon is 35, hot and quiet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is he supposed to be hot?
1: They describe him as attractive.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. He's
1: supposed to be hotter than... Edward.
0: Oh. Yeah, because Edward's like a
1: really nice guy. I mean, so is Colonel Brandon, but they're both, Edward and Colonel Brandon are actually kind of similar.
0: Yeah. Now we just need to figure out which one Eleanor's going to choose. So, we'll see. Jennings really wants to get them married because he is rich and she's pretty and it's like her goal in life to marry off every single person she's ever met.
1: Well, because there's this line where she's like, all my daughters are married, so I gotta marry everyone
0: else yeah she doesn't have like any issues with age gaps though because like her daughter who is like 30 is with um mr middleton who's like in his 50s or she's like i think the daughter's like 26 like there's a big age gap. lady middleton yeah
1: yeah she's a lot younger than him i didn't write it down but he's it's like a 10 year yeah i don't know i can't remember it is a big gap so it's not that big for them though if you think about it like everyone's just trying to like at least in that day it was not that crazy for the man to be a lot older because let's face it a lot of people are marrying for money because that's the only way they're ever going to move up as a woman i hate i know but jane austen's writing what she knows okay i know so yeah ahead of her time but what she knows
0: (laughs) yeah I mean, she tries. She does her best. So their mother is not really opposed to um, Colonel Brandon and Marianne.
1: Because A, he has money.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, literally their mother is willing to marry them off to, like, whoever. Like, she does not care. And it astounds me.
1: I think she cares.
0: I feel like, I don't know if I mean that she doesn't care, but I mean, like, she's naive. Uh, like their mother seems very naive to me so like if any of her daughters show the slightest interest she will not investigate further and it's like okay good marry him you know like that's how she's I feel. very
1: well there's a theme in this book that we will well by the end of this section you so should they're not sensible. probably cover. well sensibility is marianne and mama dashwood and eleanor's sense Yeah. Because she, she uses her head. But Marianne and Mama Dashwood are very much into judging off of face value, like off of appearances. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Mama Dashwood is also a master at rationalizing a situation to have it benefit her in some way. Like she just thinks that everything, she takes the appearance of it and doesn't look into it further. She just rationalizes it.
0: I kind of wish I could be like that as a person, though. Like, I just but wish...
1: But it's not really a good thing. and It's not a
0: good thing. But, like, sometimes I just wish my life could be that easy. You know, that I could take everything at face value and not look into it further. Like, that just kind of seems like a pleasant way to live, you know?
1: Oh, ignorance.
0: <laughs> like, it just... They must be so happy to be so ignorant, you know? <laughs> so,
1: I... <laughs> Someone's gonna like cut I, that,
0: and I'm just gonna have to deal with the <laughs> re- <laughs> repercussions of be, of like my voice playing back to me that's going, Oh, they must be so happy to be so ignorant. I just <laughs> just tag me in it, okay? Let me see it first before it shows up on my For You page or something, please.
1: It's fine. <laughs> so I, I write a note that Marianne thinks that Colonel Brandon is so old, and Marianne is only 16 and a half or 17. I feel like yeah. it says either it says so she's, she's 17 yeah, yeah. um and <laughs> i have in my notes eleanor says age is but a number baby
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally eleanor looks at those older men and older men she's like mm, it's maybe my daddy issues talking
1: oh my gosh <laughs> Eleanor doesn't have daddy issues
0: i mean her dad's dead
1: <laughs> yeah but like because he was old <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I just think she every single person that she showed interest in is like double her age or close to it. And she's just like, "Eh, age is but a number." And I'm like, "Eleanor, are you okay? Like, you can talk to us.
1: Do you remember how old Edward is because I feel like he's similar age as her or close." Anyway, I
0: thought El- Edward was also in his 30s, but I could be wrong, I guess. But I thought I don't he know if was it older. Mentions
1: it I don't know. I I, don't wanna, I would have to look back.
0: Yeah, I don't want to google it cuz I don't want to spoil myself.
1: I'll I'll google it. Okay. Oh, they it doesn't say but they can work out that he's about 23.
0: Oh. Okay, so he's According
1: to Austinpedia. Austinpedia. That
0: seems like a re- reliable source.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, a <laughs> scholarly and peer reviewed. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say. It they're saying it, they can work out that he is 23, but that's only one source, so I'm not sure. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't totally matter. But um, <laughs> there's this part where Marianne literally thinks that Edward must be dying because he hasn't come to visit them I, since they moved like five minutes ago. <laughs>
0: I know, I literally had that as my last note for chapter eight. Is that she she is like really confused that he has not come to visit yet, and they had only been there three days.
1: And she's like, Eleanor isn't upset, so they must not love each other at all. <laughs> she's so I guess I probably I have. I probably would have thought the same thing, though, because Eleanor is so indifferent to everything, like, yeah. at face value, but really. they only judge off of appearances, and it, Eleanor doesn't even seem like she's into him, so they're like, I know.
0: Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to talk about Marianne crying for two days.
1: Oh, yeah, we'll get there.
0: So chapter nine, Mary Ann and Margaret decide to go for a walk since it's been super rainy recently and they are like 20 minutes into their walk. And then it suddenly starts absolutely downpouring. So the girls decide to run back home, but as they run, Mary Ann fell and twists her ankle. So lucky for Mary Ann, a handsome young and attractive man happened to be passing through at the exact time she breaks her ankle and he's also carrying a gun which my immediate reaction to seeing a man carrying a gun in public is always fear but i forget that that's not a thing in the, of the 1800s because he's a hunter and he has yeah. a
1: pointer he has pointer dogs with him so he's definitely a hunter
0: yeah but if i saw a man with a gun in public i'd be like i don't care if my ankle is broken i would be running away
1: i just love the visual of marianne just running around like look there's a little bit of blue sky that's not covered in clouds because it's been rainy for days. And then she just eats it because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it starts to rain. So they try to run home and then she falls trips. Yeah. yeah. I love, I, I always picture it being that like magnificent trip in a uh, chamber of secrets in the movie, you know, when he just like totally flips
0: when he's Buffs. running away
1: from the basilisk. Yep. God, I need to stop the Harry Potter references.
0: It's fun. It adds character. Um, so I've read
1: other things and seen other <laughs> things. I I promise.
0: Debatable. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So um, because she literally can't walk after twisting her ankle, he sweeps her up into his arms and carries her home. So I'm like, you're still getting absolutely drenched. Like she may as well have just walked. But then. Well, she can't, can't walk. walk. Well, no, I mean she like. I meant, like, instead of running home, she should have just walked home. It's like, does she not understand mud exists?
1: I think it's just it all of a sudden starts raining. So they're like, oh, I want to get out of the rain. And then they slip on the way down from the hill. And then he just scoops her up. And, you know, her, she loves to be thrown into some sort of fantasy, which is basically what's happening. And he just gets her and he's like, oh, I come through your house, throw you on the couch
0: wattpad is taking notes right now
1: she's like no man has ever touched my shoulders (laughs) (laughs) i
0: know she's like she's like pretending to be scandalized but at the same time she's like oh this is this is the best
1: she enjoys every second of it
0: yep so as soon as he like puts her down everyone in the house is like oh he's hot nice and uh the he introduces introduces himself as willoughby and every time i read it though i have to like say it in my head as i write it because i can never write it correctly
1: i just write will because willoughby is a lot of letters guys
0: i honestly should just do that and everyone should just figure out who i'm talking about but i was or worried... i do
1: like m plus w
0: <laughs> i was worried we were gonna get introduced to a will or something that i'd be like oh i have gotta go back and...
1: um as far as i know there is no will
0: Okay, so. cool. So he's going to come back tomorrow to check on her. And the next morning, Sir Middleton comes over and they tell him what happens. And he says that Willoughby is pretty nice and very talented shot. But they keep trying to figure out more about him. And he's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we just gone hunting together once. He's like, totally like the dad response. You know what I mean? Whereas like yeah. you're trying to figure out more detail. And they're like, well, I didn't ask. And you're like, oh, why didn't you ask
1: What happens is, is Marianne asks for a vibe check.
0: Yeah. And he's, like, declined.
1: (laughs) He's, like, he clears it. But then Marianne's, like, what are his deepest, darkest desires? And he's, he's like, you're a really strange woman. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's, like, starts talking about,
0: like, poor Colonel Brandon and he's like, he's quite smitten. And Marianne, is, Marianne essentially says that she will not chase after men and they should all chill out. But she's also chasing after But also, men, poor so.
1: Colonel Brandon. He's like hopelessly into her. He's not even pushing himself onto her. He's just admiring at a distance because he knows he doesn't have a shot.
0: I feel like I feel bad for Colonel Brandon, not because he like has unrequented love, but mostly because everyone knows he has unrequented love.
1: So it's i don't like, think he cares that everyone knows i think it's like he thinks i'm not good enough for her
0: yeah i don't know enough about colonel brandon to make that decision to be honest we're, we're too soon it's too soon to tell but i'm also like i don't think they would have fared well together because he's too quiet
1: well you'll have to see how the character develops
0: I know. And then, like, later on, I'm like, I absolutely love Cardinal Bright. I, don't I mean,
1: you already know that he's got to be somewhat likable if Alan Rickman plays him. That's true. Like, yeah. And he's such, like, a wallflower. No. <laughs> but that's, like, just what Colonel I Brandon looking from afar, enjoying the pianoforte. Like, he's just, what a guy.
0: I know. That's what I liked about Darcy, though, is that he was, like, admiring her from afar. But I feel like I looked at it through rose-colored glasses because I did the podcast recordings after I had already finished the book. So, like, I knew I loved Darcy. So I don't have as much of the reaction as I'm getting now. Right, and now. at first,
1: Darcy's a total D-bag at first. I know. He's like, my upbringing couldn't put me around you. <laughs> <laughs> You're fairly tolerable. Like, what <laughs> <laughs> He was like, ah, meeting someone. So I mean, like, oh, uh, they're not tolerable. Like, I, I and, know. Uh, and okay, like, I was into you.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, we could dance, and he's like, you're actually pretty ugly, and she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like reading it back. I'm like, they're in love. <laughs> i like, it's so rose-colored glasses. It's hard. Yeah. To-
1: so it's better with this one. I'm glad we're doing it this way. Where yeah, like you literally finished this section about ten minutes before we started. Mm-hmm. Go us i um,
0: love my pre-planning and
1: i also got an extension on this so really cool of professor rachel to give me an extension on this assignment because i haven't read it in a long time and it takes a long time to read this i'm I'm glad that i know the story already because i don't think i have to read it with a fine-tuned cone. yeah uh, fine whatever um because i get what's happening sometimes i reread it just to make sure that I'm right and every once in a while I'll look something up I think I googled annuity like I never felt more I, dumb
0: I was literally just taking finance and I had just taken my final so I was like I know that word
1: I was like what does an annuity in 1811 look like <laughs> a glorified allowance <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> that's all I needed to know and I read like six sources so you know Love obviously you. I didn't look into finance as much as a uh, Undergraduate or graduate. So, Lil- anyways, I almost said Lillaby. Willby, will be
0: wait. Chapter a ten. Lady,
1: we're no, on chapter. We're not, you need to first say okay, that he lives with late a lady at um. Mrs. Allenham. Smith. Mrs. Smith, yeah, but she's a lady. A lady. Um, and she's some distant relative to him. I always find it weird. They're like, ah, oh, she's my third cousin, and mm-hmm. I just decide to live with her every year. But he's to inherit the estate because probably he's the male successor of the yeah. estate and i'm i i do not know if miss smith is no she's not a widower be, or a widow i mean because
0: they just never mentioned it. the husband well actually i don't know she could be a widow because when they go there later they say that she was the only one that was home like they never mentioned a husband
1: is she mrs or miss
0: it said mrs
1: oh then she's probably a widow yeah. I just couldn't remember. It's not that important of a detail anyway. So chapter ten.
0: So chapter ten. <laughs> um Willoughby came by and everyone likes him, even though like he came by the next day. Everyone seems to really like him even more. And he seems to like everybody too, which is cute. So both Willoughby and Mary Ann enjoy music and books, and their tastes are basically exactly the same.
1: Oh my gosh, I have in my notes. <laughs> This is a Hans and Anna moment. No, yes. Frozen. That feels right. Where they're right. like, we finish each other's sandwiches. Like, that is literally what's happening, except it's like, we finish each other's poetry. Like, they're just so yeah. into each other. And then they have this moment that's also like a stepbrother's moment where they're like, do we just become best friends? <laughs> yup. <laughs>
0: yup. Like, they met. both
1: said that they would sleep with John Stamos. You know. That feels right. Step stepbrother's moment. Yeah.
0: yeah. Basically, I honestly think that they're too similar. Like to be romantically involved and it makes me nervous.
1: Like, does does Marianne really need to be more romantic?
0: No, she does not.
1: And like Do you think that we should just like be a little bit more dramatic? I have here in my notes that mm-hmm. Eleanor wants Marianne to slow her role.
0: Absolutely. She's going
1: she's going way too fast. She's like, You're gonna have nothing nothing to say to each other yeah. because you know everything about each other.
0: And then she also says uh marianne, marianne and her mother both love him but eleanor's like he shares his thoughts really quickly and he's way too open and that's going to get him some enemies and then so after that he comes back over again and marianne and willoughby are like straight talking trash about colonel brandon for absolutely no reason and then like going all off on his character and eleanor gets like super defensive of him and at that point i'm like maybe that'd be a thing
1: oh wait we missed some important stuff i think wait what did we miss did i skip so brandon is bummed about willoughby just like existing (laughs) yeah yeah and him and eleanor have talk about second attachments
0: oh yeah yeah did we skip that i did but go ahead talk about it
1: okay so he asks some uh asks eleanor if marianne would ever want a second attachment basically like do you think that she fell in love twice and eleanor's like she's way too romantic for that
0: <laughs> yeah i was like trying to figure out if he thought of her as like a second wife after or if, like it was one of those things where she was trying to get him to stop thinking of Willoughby.
1: So second attachment is kind of a theme in this book mm-hmm. because we're not there yet, but I'll tell you. But basically he's like, will she fall to ice? Mm. Like, what are my odds if I am still into her? Yeah. Even if, you know, whatever. So him and Eleanor are like buddies. Yeah. And they, they chat about her and she's like, well, I think that I think she says that she believes in second attachments, Mm -hmm. but that Marianne probably would never think that.
0: Yeah. And seeing as the two of us uh, are both still with our first attachment. um,
1: Yeah, my first attachment is my husband, so. (laughs) (laughs) My
0: first attachment I've literally been with for eight years now. I believe in
1: second attachment, though. I believe that. I just got it right on the first attachment. (laughs) I get that. Yeah. Um so that I just thought that was an important point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah, so, and then they have and then you said that they, they talk crap mad about Mad
0: Smack, him. mad smack.
1: They talk so he says something about like everyone talks so highly of him, but when he leaves the room, no one seems to notice or something.
0: That felt like very Wickham of him. You know what I mean?
1: It was like kind of on point and hurtful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's like one the worst of those part is he's like true. a little
1: bit right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon doesn't Brandon doesn't need the attention that Willoughby needs. Yeah. So So slender like, defends him and Marianne's like, You're so right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like people make fun of like you broke your nose in like first grade and people make fun of your nose being ugly, and you're like, I know, but it's like <laughs> I help it. you know what I mean it felt like one of those things was like way too close to home to the point where you're just like gonna cry about it later so chapter 11 party season is now in full swing and Willoughby is getting really close to Marianne and accompanying her to all of them so at this point I had to remind myself that they've literally known each other a week
1: yeah this is very Romeo and Juliet like, yeah it very, is very
0: quick like,
1: yeah
0: so, I think with
1: Juliet. The whole span of that is a week. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember my freshman year English,
0: literally, of I high school. I think it was like a couple of days. I don't even think it was a week.
1: I think the whole the entire story is about a week.
0: Yeah, with a rip ending. Like by by
1: the time of the end, it's been a week. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. I don't know. If I'm right, then Missus Roseboom did me right and taught me well
0: someone's gonna like comment and be like it was actually the span of a day Get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want that though I want your subscribers to put me in my place but it'll just be famous last words yeah I
0: know they're just gonna <laughs> t- send it to me and I'm just gonna my phone's gonna constantly be going off and I'm just gonna have my forwarding address to you and I'm like there you go
1: <laughs> and Allison girl knows nothing you know what I'm trying to do my best to honor Jane Austen so just keep that in mind everyone I'm doing, the doing the best. a great job thank you um my first note of chapter eleven is that the family doesn't expect to have a social life, but here we are. Literally, <laughs> that's it. Just literally. here we are. <laughs> um, Willoughby is like a part of a family, and mm-hmm. Eleanor just really wants them to chill out a little bit. Yeah, with each other
0: because like they literally don't dance that. So it's very rude to not dance with everyone at the party like you call dances ahead of time basically so like she dances half the night with uh Willoughby so it is not a good look at all for either of them to not be taking other dance partners and Eleanor is very salty about it um well
1: it's funny too because they'll take dances with other people but then they like make sure that they're right next <laughs> to each other and like all these people are laughing at them on the side like these yeah. people are way too obsessed with each other but they don't care. Like, they're a big source of gossip in the town because they're just mm-hmm. i mean you have to think about the time they're obsessed with each other and they're very open about their affection that's why everyone thinks at some point that they're engaged because they're crazy about each other
0: and super open about it i was really trying to figure out if they were actually engaged or not You'll find Like, out. Say? <laughs> um so eleanor and colonel brandon kind of hang out again um and she kind of seems to like Carol Brandon, but I'm still not sure. I am uncertain. So now we're on chapter 12. So Willoughby brought Mary, like he raised a horse and then gave it to Marianne. And she's like super excited about it. And talking to Eleanor about it. she's like, he like got me this horse. And like, it's so nice of him. But like, they don't have any money to take care of a house or a stable or a servant. To care for the horse, you know. So, but isn't that
1: like the epitome of their character? Literally, like, both of them. They're here's a horse because I, <laughs> I love you so much. I didn't think about it. that's like if your boyfriend showed up with a dog and was like, "It's because I love you," and
0: mm-hmm. you're like,
1: "I don't have like I live in a studio apartment on the second floor with
0: and he brought you a balcony
1: husky. and and the balcony that they could slip through like. Yeah. They didn't think about it. And I'm pretty sure the horse's name is Queen Mab or something.
0: Yeah, it's Queen something. I didn't it's write it down. It's some sort
1: of Romeo and Juliet uh, reference. Oh, really?
0: I didn't catch that. Yeah,
1: I can't remember who exactly she is, but um, I'm yeah, pretty so- sure it's, well, it's some sort of Shakespeare
0: yeah. reference. So then Elnor convinces Marianne, and Marianne um, declines the horse because they can't afford to take care of it at all. And then when she tells Willoughby that they're not going to take the horse, he says the horse is still hers, even if she can't take it right now, and that he's going to, like, keep it for her. And everyone's like, okay,
1: great. Yeah, my note is Willoughby gives her a horse. Eleanor, WTF, you just met. But then right. he says something like... um, is this the part where he says, like, her first name, and he calls her by Marianne, uh, Marianne?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: And then Eleanor's like, oh, they're definitely engaged because he calls her Marianne by her Christian name. Um, yeah.
0: And then Margaret
1: spills the beans about him cutting a lock of her hair.
0: Yeah. I thought, like, I kind of overlooked that, because I thought, oh, she must things are engaged because he's, like, keeping this horse for her, you know? And the funny thing, too, is that he's acting like he raised the horse to specifically give it to her, but they've only known each other a week.
1: I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking on that one, because, I mean, that's the point, right? That they don't think. Yeah. They just feel.
0: Yep. So chapter 13, Uh, there was an event at Whitwell, but they never even made it. Colonel Brandon got a letter and immediately left the room. And when he comes back, he tells them that he has to leave immediately to go to town. And he will not say why, but the Middletons are not happy about it. Everyone, like, he immediately leaves on horseback. And they reveal that he secretly has a daughter and then everyone immediately starts gossiping about him except the, um, except like Eleanor. Everyone else is gossiping.
1: Yeah, and then Willoughby says something rude and Marianne's like, Yeah, retweet. Yeah. <laughs> she like, sounds good. Um, <laughs> she kind of just loves to hate Brandon for no reason. She doesn't hate him, but she just doesn't care. She's she just loves, like she's, a snob.
0: I feel like she likes to dish on him because she feels like he should know that she is out of his league. So him liking her is, like, a personal offense to her, if that makes sense. She, like, likes to I think to it's dog that him. deep. I don't know. I, that's what I feel like she likes to dog on him, but I also just think she likes to dog on people.
1: I think she just really wants people to be very cultured. She'd be a hipster in modern day.
0: That's a fact. She'd only listen on records to songs, and if they're a new song, she's like,
1: this is so out. much better on vinyl. <laughs>
0: So then, everyone goes out riding, and Marianne and Willoughby uh, went by themselves and like run away from everyone. And like after a few hours, they come back and um, they come back absolute last out of everyone. And then Missus Jennings says very shadily that she knows where they went, and she hopes that Marianne likes her house since it's such a large one. And it turns out that she didn't. They did in fact go to the house, and the only other person there was Missus Smith. So this is not looking on Marianne, and this is where you kind of figure out that like the house isn't Willoughby's until Mrs. Smith dies. So like it's, it's super so rude tacky, so rude.
1: It's so <laughs> tacky. It's like imagine going to an open house with someone in the house. It's like going to a house that
0: you kind of want to buy, but like telling every single other buyer that you've already bought it. You know what I mean? So no no one else can make the It's so
1: tacky. It's
0: so tacky. And, like, I didn't realize that that was what was happening until, like, I figured out that, like, that's not his mother you know it'd be like one thing if it was like your parents house and you're like one day i'll inherit this
1: but like it's whatever distant <laughs> it's like some sort of like cousin or something yeah.
0: so he's basically like walk- looking at mrs smith and be like one day you'll die and i will be the king of this household
1: and you're like oh. i don't even know if they talked to her like they just like tour the house and she's in the house and he's like this will be yours one day you know?
0: and they're like making plans on how to improve it so they're basically like yeah you'll probably die within what 10 years when we can live here
1: yeah that uh and then Eleanor's like do you not realize how tacky that is
0: (laughs) yeah oh my gosh I didn't like realize that until a couple sentences in because I was like why is this wrong and I'm like oh that's very wrong but um the only good note is that Mary Ann actually really likes the house which is good even if her behavior about it is absolute trash so (laughs) then chapter 14 (laughs) um mrs jennings cannot stop wondering what possibly could be keeping colonel brandon in town because they don't know when he'll come back so she keeps thinking about see
1: but i love that about her she's so crazy
0: I know she's like imagining worst case scenario and it's like that must be it but then like the slightest change in the wind and she's like no never mind this must be it and she's like her daughter do- his daughter must be dead no wait his mom must be dead and you're like
1: whoa 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 but like without her in the book you would have no idea what's going on so she's such a key character and so underrated
0: but it's like she's so unreliable because she lets like whatever she thinks may be going on that day you know I mean
1: Margaret's kind of like that too but she doesn't say a lot.
0: You mean Marianne or
1: No, Margaret, the the little girl. Oh. She'll just say stuff too. And there's a note where it's something like, "Oh, well, she's not always convinced that <laughs> Margaret's telling the truth, but, <laughs> <laughs> but but with Mrs. Jennings, she's um usually, she's really pretty on point." Yeah.
0: yeah. Um so Eleanor is trying to figure out why um marianne and willoughby haven't said anything about being engaged yet and then mrs dashwood mentions making improvements to the house in the spring and willoughby's like no do not even look do not even think about making improvement to the house and like freaks out for absolutely no reason and then it's like,
1: also not is right at all. Like I don't I know. know. <laughs> I don't
0: understand why. Don't improve right. your own home. <laughs> yeah. This kid literally lives in a mansion. He's like, I love this because it's quaint. And you're like, okay, but like there is three girls, so they don't have a guest room. You know? And like that's a big thing. Is like you have visitors, they have to stay at your house. So it's like they don't have a guest room.
1: I mean I think part of it is that he Is saying he loves the cottage and wouldn't change anything about it, but really he also just loves Marianne, even though she doesn't put much on the table. Yeah.
0: But then he, like, makes the mother swear to never change anything
1: about the house. Right. Yeah, that part's
0: weird. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about that, but okay, we'll come back to that later, I guess. I think
1: it's a device to show that he really cares about Marianne and that he wouldn't change anything about her he loves that they're in that house and that it's got its charms you know yeah
0: but i also kind of feel like he's romanticizing poverty which makes me a little nervous
1: dude willoughby and marianne romanticize literally everything that's a fact everything they're crazy a little bit they're not crazy they're just hyper emotional
0: yeah which kind of just makes them fun to watch though
1: oh yeah and it gets more fun
0: <laughs> i love the spice okay so chapter 15 <laughs> margaret eleanor and their mother all go over to lady middleton's to visit while marianne hangs out at home to await willoughby well
1: because they have some sort of understanding that they're going to meet up when yeah. everyone's out so they're like oh sick if she's not engaged by now they're going to get engaged right now. yeah
0: and so, like, as they come back home, Mary Ann runs out of the parlor room crying, and instead of anyone going after their sister, which I feel like is what most people's reaction would be, they are like, oh, that's weird. Okay, let's walk in here and see what's happening. They walk in, and they go up to Willoughby, and they're like, hey, what's poppin', you know? <laughs> like, and then he's, like, facing away from them very dramatically, arm up on the mantle, and then turns around, and he's like, oh, it's you, you know?
1: Yeah, and he's acting really strange at this point because mm-hmm. he's upset and he's trying to act happy at the same time, but he's very yeah. rude about staying for dinner or not.
0: Yeah. Well, she, no, she asked him to come back and, like, stay with them because he says that he can't stay with Mrs. Smith more than once a year. And she's like, well, come stay with us. And he's like, mm, No. Like, right, any explanation. So he has to leave to London and will not be back for a long time. Doesn't explain anything. And then, um, Eleanor is, like, very sketched out about this entire situation. And there, the mother kind of says, like, oh, I know what you're thinking, Eleanor. You're thinking that Mrs. Smith may have sent him away because he didn't approve of the match um, between uh mary ann and willoughby but like no one knows what's happening and uh my guess here is that he got arranged into a marriage and he was forced to marry someone that's my guess but i have no idea i have nothing to base that on
1: well uh mama dashwood is think that's her rationalizing the situation she thinks that must be the only possible explanation where Eleanor's still suspicious and then they kind of get in a fight over it. Yeah. Because she thinks that Eleanor just tried to see the worst in people and that she's always been suspicious of him. But like she yeah. is kind of a she is a cynic.
0: I know. You know about about her.
1: I know. I mean it's good cuz she's she's the sensible one, you know. She's yeah. got her head on her shoulders. So. I know. Um Eleanor rationalizes everything and she's like if if he doesn't write then like then we'll know they're like just trying to figure out if she's engaged or not but they're they won't ask her directly
0: i know which i find annoying because i always prefer to ask someone directly you know (laughs) i'm just like yeah um so eleanor is not very happy that they seem to be hiding their engagement but their mother really doesn't seem to care she's like eh you know they hide it whatever like she'll tell me eventually and i'm like yo like why do you not care though
1: She just rationalizes everything, like I said. She just wants everyone to... She goes based off of appearances, and so she doesn't try to think deeper. I know. She's just very naive. So then Marianne
0: didn't join them until dinner, and her eyes were, like, bright red from crying. She stayed there for a bit, and then suddenly burst into tears and left the room.
1: I was like, oh. Oh, no. It makes me sad, because I understand. you know. I feel bad.
0: So then chapter 16, the next morning, Marianne is, like, way worse for wear. She sends all day reminiscing and be like, these are songs we used to play together. And, like, at this point, I still had to remind myself that they literally knew each other for a week. You know, like, she's like, this is the worst day of my life. I had spent all this time with him and, like, all these memories. And it's like, oh, yeah, they were only together for a week.
1: Is it really only a week? (laughs) It's really only a week. I was under the impression it was much longer.
0: Uh, yeah, it acts like it, but they when they mention it, it's only been a week. And then, because they have this quote, it's literally on the back of my edition of this book.
1: Okay. Well, she makes a comment of, like, sometimes it takes seven years to yeah. know someone, and sometimes it takes seven days. Yeah. And but that, I didn't know if that meant it actually was seven days.
0: Yeah, it was really only seven days. Because they mentioned wow. something else about it being, like, not a long time. They mentioned it a couple times that it's only been, like, a week. So... um, Yeah, but they're
1: crazy about each other.
0: Yeah. So Eleanor uh, tells their mother to ask if they're engaged, and their mother says, absolutely not. (laughs) No thanks. I don't know why I find that funny. I don't know. But I'm like, why is it that bad to just ask, you know?
1: Well, because I think at that point, it's supposed to be on their terms when they announce it. And sometimes finances is what keeps people from announcing that they're engaged
0: Mm, true because
1: you only get you only say you're engaged if you're getting married asap you know
0: yeah that makes sense so then all the sisters go for a walk together um because at this point he's been gone for about a week so he's been gone as long as they've known him um
1: (laughs) i still cannot believe that i want to look that up that seems like it's wrong
0: you can double check me
1: I can't find it. So if your listeners have an idea, that would be great to know because all I get are a timeline of events instead of, yeah.
0: I think it was about a week, maybe two. Like, I really don't think it was very long at all. It's like a ton of people comment on how short of a time they actually knew each other.
1: Yeah. Well, I can't find the exact reasoning or, you know. The date, timeline. Right yeah Yeah. i'm reading and talking um okay well anyway it's short and they're crazy so they are obsessed with each other and then um they're all out on their walk right now yes
0: um they see someone riding towards them and they're like who could that possibly be and Marianne immediately is like it's willabay
1: Marianne's a freaking yes he's over here like it must be him. Like, no, it's Ellen, not.
0: It's <laughs> like, really? Because that guy's like, shorter than Willoughby is. And I
1: mean, she's like, it's him. I know. It's him. All she's like, dehydrated, hasn't eaten days, is crying all the time. Mm-hmm. She hasn't yeah. slept right in a few days. So this girl's hallucinating him for sure. But
0: Bella in New Moon.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, but it's actually Edward that's, you know, rolling up. And Uh, So then they bring Edward back to their house, and he admits that he's been in town for a literal fortnight, which everyone's like, okay. That shook me. Yeah, that was weird. Everyone's like, uh, and you haven't seen Eleanor yet? Like, Why? And then Edward asks if they like their neighbors. And Marianne says she does not like the Middletons. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, why? Because, like, the Middletons have been pretty nice to her. And we have no reason at all to not like them right I now. mean, the Middletons are a little
1: bit rude. I mean, yeah, but not... But, but they, it's not ill-mannered. Like, I mean... Yeah. It is but, ill-mannered, but they don't do it because they... They're unknowingly rude.
0: Yeah. But it's like... it. For the fact that they are very cheaply supplying you with a place to live, I feel like she shouldn't just randomly talk smack when she doesn't even spend that much time with them because she spends all her time with Willoughby.
1: Well, I mean, you have to think that since he left, they've been prying her about it too and stuff. That's and true. It's just they've just been prying, insulting. um, I think we missed the point before when, when Margaret <laughs> says that, uh, Eleanor left her heart in Norland and they want to gossip about it. Like they're very rude in the sense of they're trying to figure out all the inner workings of everything.
0: This family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, it's true, but also like you said, these people are super generous. yeah.
0: (laughs) So then the chapter ends and he's being like really cold and no one really knows why, because like, they, there's really no reason for Edward to be being kind of cold. Um, so then chapter 17. Yeah, Edward's just in a bad mood and no one knows why. Um, so they talk he's about... shy. Well, they say that he's, like, in a rotten mood. Like, they say that he's just, like, in a bit of a mood.
1: Like, I actually don't remember if this is in the movie or... I think it's in the movie, but I don't remember the context. Hmm so i'm i'm with you where i don't really know what's going on with that okay. part but i i just don't remember
0: yeah so then um they talk about how edward doesn't really have any ambition um because he just kind of wants to like live his life which is fine um and then they start like talking about wealth and how they would spend all of their money and i'm like
1: kinda weird. i thought this part was kind of cute though because it's them like They spent a lot of time with each other before they ended up leaving for this cottage because he stayed at that place. I don't remember exactly how much time I need a timeline of this book, man. I know. I um, wish they
0: like gave us actual time because I can't figure out how long things are.
1: I feel like at one point they said something about a They're there for like at least months. Yeah. After the you know, with Fanny and them. I
0: think Um, almost a year.
1: Yeah, that's that's I'd have to check. I don't remember. but they're, So they've hung out with Edward a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, messing with each other. They're, like, teasing each other.
0: Yeah. At this point, like, where he's like, Marion, you'd buy
1: all the books and all the music, and you would tell everyone that their music taste sucks. And you would...
0: <laughs> and Marion's <laughs> like, like, no. And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, you would. And she goes, maybe.
1: <laughs> She's like, you, he's like, you would clear out the shelves because no one else is worthy of it.
0: Literally, though she would, and we all know it.
1: Um, well, and then she makes a uh, point towards she would use some of the money to get married to Willoughby, like in, like discreetly. That's how she says it.
0: Yeah, and then Mary Ann says like Edward's really reserved, but he gets like really upset about this for some reason, and uh, Eleanor tries to smooth it over, but it doesn't work at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the end of it. Yeah, that's the end of all of our chapters. <laughs> they just get Edward thinking, huh? Yeah. So I was
0: like, old gears moving. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's the end. It's like five minutes before I close the book. I'm like, that's all I have. Okay. <laughs> and onto yep. the podcast.
1: There you go. Yeah, literally, right? Five <laughs> minutes later, onto the podcast.
0: <laughs> literally, I was like, I need to uh, clean up my dish and then we uh, record.
1: <laughs> what are what are your impressions
0: i i feel like i don't know what's going on like i know what's going on but i don't know the plot yet so i'm just uncertain like we're we're still so new into it that i'm like learning all these characters and i'm like i'm slightly confused on how who all you people are um and i have no idea how i feel about any of you
1: yeah you really don't know a whole lot about everyone yet i mean all you know is that you know, Mama Dashwood, everyone except Eleanor in that family is super dramatic and wears their heart on their sleeve and judges by appearances. Their, mm-hmm. their sensibility, I mean, I think it's more pointed towards Marianne, but um, they romanticize everything. And Eleanor is, you know, the cut and dry, cynical, you know, she's yeah. really analytical. So you know that, and you know, you kind of have a good idea of, like, a lot of people mean well, like the Middletons mean well, but they're obnoxious. Yeah. Um, So you know a little bit, but they're just, she's building all these characters still.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really like it. I'm interested, and I'm excited to keep reading it. So that's always good.
1: I mean, I also feel that when this book is... (laughs) 200 years old and you're still into it yeah (laughs) she's done a good job of character i know kind of what i said before i think austin makes it timeless because Mm. you can put this kind of situation to real life in some ways
0: yeah for sure
1: like the characters at least maybe not their situation but um like we've all known someone that has unrequited love you know yeah the gossips and the people that are overly, I hate to say overly emotional, but let their emotions guide them. Yeah. You know, and then I think that you can kind of guess that it feels like Jane Austen paints a picture through Eleanor because I feel like she is, you know, that she doesn't make Eleanor seem ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is. She, like, exposes the character flaws through Eleanor's perception of them. hmm So. Yeah. So, you know some stuff, and you definitely know how Jane Austen views her characters at this point.
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, we really hate everyone else besides the, like, family unit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, even Mama Dashwood isn't that bad. She's just, like... I don't know.
0: She's yeah, just she's... a
1: little bit... off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah, she just takes everything at surface value. Yeah, for sure. So
0: so that's all we have for this episode. Allison, where can all the people of the internet find you if you want to be found?
1: Gosh, I don't know. Instagram? I have an Instagram. Yeah.
0: Do you want to share your Instagram or no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, people can I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, do I need to get my address? Um, <laughs> You're like,
0: I live at... <laughs> Go up open your door. You thought saw- <laughs> this about the responsibility.
1: I'm gonna get my DMs flooded with, like, how do you not understand why a cottage is half a mile from the <laughs> from the estate? <laughs> I don't know.
0: You're gonna turn um, off your DMs, and it'll be my fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um... My Instagram is at underscore Allison Eason underscore. Adorable. If you want to send me some DMs with some facts, I'd love to see them.
0: Somehow we have to cap it though. Only 10 people can DM you. (laughs)
1: Because they'll definitely know how many I've gotten.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somehow figure it out. I don't know. I'm not like, I don't have a big following. So it's not like that that much of a worry right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe by the time this comes out, yeah 500 dms
0: my whole 12 followers are gonna be like um actually
1: that's the kind of content i want to see in my dms is 1800s social structure
0: absolutely for sure all right well thank you so much for joining me
1: thank you for the extension on the project (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm actually really enjoying reading it because i know the story well and i enjoy it so I'm really excited to just experience it firsthand and I'm really feeling like I mean in most situations the book is better than the movie and this one I feel like it, they're pretty on par with each other which is always exciting because not common.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading the movie. Okay, but we'll catch you all in the next one.
1: Bye. See you then. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying it. So next week we will have another episode on Sense and Sensibility. Um, again with my cousin Allison. We will um, also be streaming on Twitch this week. So if you want to pop by, it's twitch.tv slash barelybookish. Um, all the usernames are the same on literally everything. So if you want to follow me anywhere, just go to barelybookish. Com slash connect and you can see all the links or just go to the social media site itself and just go at very bookish and i'll probably show up because i'm on everything i'm all the places it's it's not great for my uh work-life balance but you know i love social media so that's where we're at um yeah, so as I kind of mentioned in the intro, we do have Patreon exclusives, so if that's something you're into and you want to hear more of me and some more great guest episodes, please go and check that out. It's great. They're a lot of fun, and I really hope you guys like them, and I hope you will enjoy them. I will give you guys, like, a bit, a bit of a behind-the-scenes, a bit of a little, you know excitement teaser our next episode for may is going to be on bridget jones diary so if you want to subscribe now you can listen to the 1995 versus 2005 episode and then next month uh the first friday of may you will get the bridget jones diary episode so that's gonna be fun and i hope you guys like it and that's all i've got to talk about in this little outro here So if you um, want to hang out with me, come hang out with me. Hope you guys are enjoying these episodes, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Our logo was designed by my little sister, Sarah. Our theme song is from freepd.com, and it's by Raphael Crux, and I'll catch you all later. Bye!